the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show for hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, I've got a, I, I've got our dear friend uh, Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, aka Fighting Meadows, with us on this Wednesday night, and I'm not sure if he's heard some breaking news. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, is Fighting Meadows there? Yo, I'm here. There you are. Okay, well, close the oven door on the pot roast. You got it. Out of the hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we get into the financial news, I got to know if you heard the breaking news that Dr. Phil has finally decided to end his daytime talk show. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> that's an opportunity for you, AK. Well, I don't know. Somebody else said that to me today. You know, I, I actually went on the Dr. Phil show back in October. Um, really? Yeah, I was on the show. Um wasn't happy uh, because they. I had to drive up the uh, the night before after doing my show, so I got up there super late. They told me I had to be at the Paramount Studios at six a.m. Hair and makeup ready, so I had to get. I got to the hotel at midnight, had to get up at four, throw on a face, right? Show up at the studios yeah. at six. They made me take a COVID test. Then I sat around for like five hours, and then they had somebody there to do hair and makeup. I'm like, what the hum? By the time, and then, then they didn't tell me. Then the producer comes in and tells me he's decided that he's going to basically treat it like it's the gladiator, and he's going to bring me out in the open to kind of kick off the debate and make everybody mad. After I've had no sleep and I've been sitting in a, in a dressing room for five hours, freezing my hiney off. Um, it was an interesting experience, but I said to everybody here, I'm like, look, Dr. Phil, man, he, you know, they, they, it was barely like weekend at Bernie's. It was almost weekend at Bernie's the way that he was like slumped over in a chair, barely able to look at well, me and hold a conversation. If I think you had been a good candidate for that. Well, I thought I held my own. Um, they pitted me against the, the story had to, the topic had to do with do women dress too provocatively these days? And of course I said yes. And, um, of course they brought out a bunch of women that like to walk around showing their heinies literally, uh, everywhere. Oh. Um, so anyway, I didn't know, I didn't know if you might be sad today to find out that after 25 years, man, Dr. Phil is hanging up the mustache. He's calling it a day. I wonder how that's going to work for him. Well, <laughs> now he's got now he's got to uh, stay at home with that wife of his. That I'm not sure. There's been rumors. I'm not sure how particularly happy they are. So I don't know. It it remains to be seen. So but I tell you what, you talk about Doctor Phil. Let's talk about Judge Judy. Who would ever want to? I don't. I don't know how much she pays to have people go on that show. 
I don't think they could pay me enough to go on that show. Are you kidding? I would love to. I love Judge Judy. I have loved her for years. She is as sharp today as she ever was. I quote Judge yes. Judy all the time. I think I quoted her uh, probably last night on the show. One, you know, she's got a couple of my favorite quotes. One is, um, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. The other quote... <laughs> <laughs> the other quote of hers I love so much is, um, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true, right? Because people people love to go in there and tell her all kinds of stuff, and it's like, no, that story ain't jiving, man. It ain't working for me. It ain't true. Judge Judy can sniff it out, man. She can sniff the she can sniff the lie out like a like a drug dog can at the airport. So I love me well, some Judge Judy. My favorite quote of hers is what she does every day is nobody's opinion matters but mine. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to have to steal that. Uh, Nobody else's opinion matters but mine because you know what? This is the AK show, right? There you go. Exactly right. Oh, my gosh. She is absolutely brilliant. She is absolutely brilliant. And so are you, Financial Thought Doctor. Um, okay, so the debt ceiling. You emailed me about the debt ceiling. There's a big battle going on with this debt ceiling. It's a huge battle going on, and it, it's meaningful, too. Because I, I tell you what, we got to rein back the government and their spending. Yeah. I don't know that McCarthy's going to be able to do that. If he can get 222 senators behind him, then maybe he has a chance of negotiating something with this idiot that we got there. But we need to cut spending somewhere. We can't continue doing what we're doing. It's unsustainable, period. But that's the key. Does he have enough? independents and Republicans to back him up? Um, I don't think so. We have not had a Republican Party that's shown any fiscal restraint in a really long time. And when you look at even even under even under Trump, I loved his low taxation and low regulation, but they took away with the salt thing. They took away of many people's ability to write off their property taxes for their homes. So they felt like, you know, that they got jacked a little bit there. Um, So um, that and that was under the Trump administration. We weren't rolling back. You know, when do we ever uh, was it Ronald Reagan who said uh, the government either taxes it subsidizes it or whatever um uh you know it, there's there's never anything that the government there's never any government that that ever government doesn't shrink it only grows and when it grows it just it, it costs us more money and what we need if we if we had any true fiscal conservatism and fiscal restraint we would be completely abolishing the epa the department of education we wouldn't have the fbi because they're not operating as a law enforcement agency to do anything all they all they're operating for is to control outcome of elections uh, we We'd get rid of half of the intelligence community because I'm not sure any of them are doing their job either. I mean, there's so much, you know, interior. Do we really need Department of Interior? And, you know, I say that as a, a, with a mother who worked in interior for many years. I know it goes on there and it's it's not much. So um, and, and we don't really have anybody. And then you look at that one point seven trillion dollar thing they signed in December. Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. 
There, there was there was no reason for them to sign on anything beyond in advance of the new Congress, the 118th Congress, beginning two weeks later. All they needed to do was fund the government for two weeks. That was it. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And the bigger the government, the smaller the person. Mm-hmm. People need to understand that. And right now, there is a poll read out today that people want the government to restrain spending. Mm-hmm. They want them to become responsible. They need a balanced budget. They need to reduce this constant uh, borrowing money and printing money, mm-hmm. period. The people are waking up and they're saying to these people, and if they don't understand it, I think there's going to be a huge upheaval here pretty soon yeah there is um one of the things that the republican party has been backed into a corner on in the past few days is questions about whether or not the republican party is going to abolish social security um and and uh and medic and medicare that's not going to happen is it if they do they have ruined the trust of the government for Americans Mm -hmm. like myself, I do have Social Security and Medicare and all that good stuff. But I'll tell you what, if they were to re uh, take that away from us, then I'll tell you what, the government has failed us. Yeah. Well, they're failing us right now with the spending. Totally. Totally. I mean, Dave, what would happen if we operated our checkbook, our personal lives like that? It, it, it doesn't, it you can't do it. sustain it. No, it's unsustainable, and that's the whole point of everything. And then you add in all the stuff that Biden is sending over to Ukraine. <sighs> yeah. And you know, what the deal is, is that we used to fight wars to win them. Yep. And recently, we haven't been fighting wars to win them. We fight them to a draw. Well, I'm not even sure it was to a draw in Afghanistan because after 20 years, we got our butts handed to us. I mean, we left, I I don't know how many, close to a trillion dollars. No, it was $80 billion worth of of military assets behind. We left Americans behind enemy lines. We lost 13 U.S. military at the airport there on the way out. I mean, after 20 years, and and then we gave the power back to the Taliban. I mean, we we basically was a complete failure. We got absolutely nothing. We he didn't even get Osama bin Laden because George W. Bush didn't care. Oh, I don't even think about him. Dude was was in uh, the mountains there, and then he was then he was being uh, protected in Pakistan, right? So I mean, we 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 not, we're not, not only do we not win anymore, we don't even try. Well, that's the whole point, and the point is is that you leave war to the military leaders. We should have learned that in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington tried to control Vietnam, even though Vietnam, everyone says we defeated it, but we were defeated at Vietnam. But really, if you take a look at what's going on in Vietnam today, that is not true. And if you take a look at all the wars we fought since then, 
It is not true. We fought for freedom for individuals, and the problem is the U.S. government and Congress primarily decides at some point in time, and you get someone like President Biden in there, mm-hmm. and he says that, okay, I'm, I said I, I'm going to withdraw, so I withdraw. And he disregarded all the high military officials mm-hmm. that this is not the way to do it. And that's what happens. It takes one person like him to take away all that we've accomplished mm-hmm. in a month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're laughing stocks on the world stage. We're certainly, we were far safer when we had Trump in office, first president in decades and decades who had not taken us into any kind of war, who actually used the mother of all bombs to try to put the Taliban back in their place, got rid of ISIS, got rid of Soleimani. He just, you know, um, got, got the NATO members to pony up some money, got new, got the UN members to pony up some money. Um, yeah. you know, he just, uh, but uh, there are some, concerns that I have with him in terms of 2024, but he's got some time to clean it up. He's got some time to come to to his senses on some stuff. Um, Your thoughts on Nikki Haley? Because for me, it's a hashtag never Nikki. I don't know about never Nikki, but I don't know that. You know, the refreshing thing about Trump was he wasn't political. Right. He wasn't part of the swamp. And he attacked. I mean, George Bush, uh, I love the guy at the time that he was there. But now looking back, you know, history, it's going to judge him different. The other thing is, is the, uh, the, the, I need a president that isn't going to back away from the media. Yeah. Media assaults them with vengeance. And that's one thing that he never bothered Trump. He'd say what's on his mind and he'd call him out. And that's what was refreshing to me. He wasn't a politician. He wasn't part of the swamp. He never was. And he took a businessman approach to everything that he addressed. Yeah. And that's what was refreshing to me, which turned off a lot of people. Well, and I, I don't get it. Well, it's policies and what happened when he instituted his policies. We were strongest ever. Yeah, we were. And um, do I think he made some mistakes? Yeah. But you know what? He can he can. Of course he did. He's a human being and he and he didn't have, you know, a machine with him when he went into D.C. Um, But I'll take I'll take him with his mistakes over Nikki Haley, over uh, Larry Hogan out of Virginia, over a Mike Pence. You kidding me, Pence? Get out of here. Get out of here, Mike Pence. All right. Before you get out of here, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Listen, folks, you got to understand is that if you're following traditional financial advice, it's a losing strategy. If it wasn't, then everyone would be very happy with the retirement. With most people retiring today, they have less than $100,000 in retirement funds. And that's following traditional retirement 
principles. And you got to think differently about it because you got taxes, you got regulations, you got inflation, you got depreciation, you got all kinds of things that are working against you. Now, I point these out to you, and what I promise people is to show them how to increase their money supply, increase their benefits, reduce their risk with no additional out-of-pocket costs. Now, if I can't do that, then don't work with me. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. How do you get in contact with me? 619-548-0965. 619-548-0965. Or go to financialthoughtdoctor.com. Spell it all out, financialthoughtdoctor.com. And there's multiple videos there available for you to help you understand what the problem is going forward. If you know over the next 3,000 days what's going to happen, then you can make better decisions for yourself. Well, I love everything that you're about. In fact, we need to replay last week's segment because you had like the five points that you wanted people to know. I think we're going to put that in rotation so people can hear that as well. Um, Because now is not the time for people to panic. Now is not the time for people to ignore it. Now is the time for people to, you know, pay attention, have have a quick conversation. It doesn't have to be frightening or scary. In fact, you'll feel better because you'll be taking control. Of your, of your situation and feel better. So thank you so much, Elhoff. One last time, your phone right, number. AK. Your phone number, one last time. 619-548-0965. Call me, have a conversation. All right, thank you for being here, my dear. All right, thank you. All right, um, we got to talk about Florida when we come back. Florida as well as Disney. Just when we were thinking Florida was all red. Here's an example of why there is no such thing as a red state. Wait till y'all hear this story coming out of Florida. Don't go away. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Jack from Oceanside's on the line. He's got something he wants to say about Social Security. Well, I wanted to talk about the true story. Uh, there's so much misinformation around Social Security. It's not part of the federal budget. It's self-sustaining. I'm, I'm sure most of you that get a paycheck see that there's a deduction for a FICA tax. Mm-hmm. The Federal Insurance Contribution Act. Social Security is entirely funded by the FICA tax. And for years, there was a surplus which went into a trust fund, and it was entirely invested into United States Treasury bonds. Now, right now, there's about, I think, $1.5 trillion in the surplus. And the problem is, is Social Security now has gone negative. So the FICA tax isn't enough to pay the benefits, and they're having to dip into the trust fund. If they don't raise the retirement age in a few years, uh, the trust fund will be depleted, and you, it won't be that you won't get Social Security benefits. It'll be that your benefit will be reduced by about 20%. Well, and, and I think best case, you're only going to get 70-something percent anyway. So now if it's going to be reduced by 20%, you're going to get 50 cents on the dollar for every dollar you put in. Uh, how, 
Well, what was the first part you said? Well, be- I had read that I had read that um, if you were to receive your full Social Security benefits by the time anybody gets it, what they're really getting is seventy three cents of every dollar that they've put in by the time you get it back. Because if you look at future value versus present value, da da da, you know, compared to what you might have gotten if you had had that money and invested it yourself. Because um, this is basically government-funded retirement, which you know the government's not efficient, never does anything well. Um, so, so if you think best case, you're going to get seventy-three cents on the dollar back. Now you're you're going to get twenty percent less than that. You're really getting fifty cents on the dollar back. You know, yeah. we we should have never gone down the road of Social Security. You know, people, it should have already uh, always been something that. It was never, uh, shouldn't be forced, right? You know, it should be, it should have always been a private situation. You want to save for your retirement, fine. If you don't, then, you know, your kids or somebody's got to take care of you. Well, it's a, it's a socialist program, but look, it's here. People depend on it. Yeah. You can still take an early Social Security at 62. Um, and I think there's, it used to be that you would get full benefits at 65, but I think now it's around... Uh, what, 68, 69, depending on when you were born. Well, that's the retirement portion of it. I read another article years ago, then we'll have to leave it here, is that the average age of a Social Security recipient is in their 20s because so much of the money uh, involving Social Security is going to people filing Social Security disability. So a lot of it is going to Social Security disability recipients, which includes people in their 20s. So, yeah, so it's a problem. Remember, who was was it Al Gore in the debate uh, over the lockbox and Saturday Night Live did a whole skit about Al Gore talking about the lockbox? On well, social- you know, I never understood that because there is, uh, even today, there's a Social Security trust fund. And that's, like I said, where for years and years and decades, there was a surplus of FICA tax and all that money was invested and United States Treasury bonds. In fact, Social Security is the only uh, retirement income program that's never lost a penny of principal because they all their money was invested in United States Treasuries. And of course, we've never defaulted on interest or principal. But now that's even being threatened with this argument over raising the debt ceiling. Right. If we don't raise the debt ceiling, we'll default on the uh, interest payments on treasuries. Yeah, but if we continue to increase the debt ceiling, continue to borrow more, I mean, we're already we're already unable to handle our unfunded uh, liabilities. Uh, Jack, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to share the story for you guys out of Florida. Don't go away. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I forgot to mention to Jack, who called in, or during Dave Elhoff Financial Thought Doctor segment, I uh, forgot to get into the fact that the Federal Reserve raised interest rates again by 25 basis points, which is a 0.25% hike, um, which is uh, meant to bring down inflation. So, why would that help inflation? Well, because it drives prices up, right? Uh, drives interest rates up. You're, you're, it's going to cost you more to pay off those credit cards. You're going to charge less. So that's going to hurt people. You're going to have to pay higher mortgage rates, which is going to bring down the prices of homes. And so that's going to hurt the mortgage industry and the real estate industry. 
the uh, sometimes what's that old saying? Sometimes the cure is worse than the disease, and that's the situation. So you know they don't get any kudos from me in terms of their solution because their solution hurts. It hurts people, right? Um, okay. Speaking of Florida, speaking of hurting people and hurting kids, by the way, um, Florida's Pride event included quote kids a, a kid zone and featuring drag queens. So, so much for Florida being such a red state, right, Skins? This is why you got to be paying attention to every to every part. Of- yeah, I mean, lots of good things going on in Florida, but you're gonna. I mean, th- there's pockets everywhere of this insanity. Well, well, yeah, of leftism everywhere. You know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Jesse Kelly's, but one of the things that annoys me is that his entire solution for everything is just pack up a move to Texas or or Florida red states. Well, you know, this is the kind of crap that's happening in a so-called red state. There's not, and, and what's going on? Bob Walters every week reports on what's happening in schools across this country. We do not have any state that is red. Right. We, they're all purple because you'll have one town here, one county here that's that's, you know, red and another that's far left crazy. Here's what went on at a Florida Pride Festival. It featured a drag queen question and answer event in the teen zone and a story hour in the kids zone. The teens portion consisted of a and a with a drag performer whose name was Misty Eyes. Uh, so tell me this isn't about normalizing pedophilia. With adult men, would you would you let your kid hang out with some no. some adult man who called himself Misty Eyes? It's sexual by nature. Uh, the festival was in Hollywood, Florida, and Broward County, Florida, and it included something called a banned book nook in the kids zone, where they intentionally put books in there that they knew had been booted um, by other libraries around uh, the state because it was full of all kinds of gender theory crap being pushed on kids. Um, The organization explained that it hoped to mobilize students in service of leftist causes through, uh, quote, through GSA, Gay Straight Alliance Leadership Training and Diversity Conferences. The group, quote, also works on policy advocacy initiatives with schools, school districts and government agencies called Welcome Home, My Hollywood Pride. The event also featured screenings of, quote, Legacy Couples Project, which was a documentary about 14 queer couples, Kaoba, a film about safe spaces for homosexual men of color, was also screened at the festival. Um, In case you're wondering who sponsored this festival, it's some uh, fabulous companies like Starbucks, Holy Cross Hospital, now, Holy Cross, doesn't that sound like a Catholic hospital? I was going to say that. It's, it sounds like a Catholic hospital. And the Florida Cleveland Clinic. The Florida Cleveland Clinic provides patients with, quote, information about gender affirmation surgery. The Florida Clinic is just one medical institution among many um, that's a part of in pushing kids towards transing. So uh, this from um, Breitbart News. Um, speaking of Breitbart exposing more of the push to trans children, this is the Trojan horse to destroy our nation. Yeah, th- this story is disgusting. A big uh, fan of you know all thing, things comic books and the same with Todd Carrot Sticks, and this is just despicable. Who is Ironheart? What is it's this the story? Repla- it's the really sad replacement for Iron Man when they killed off the Iron Man character. I have no interest, and now I have even less. Yeah. Okay. So um, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with Ironheart. Ever, evidently, uh, the star of Ironheart is a Zoe Tarakas. I'm. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Um, 
The Disney series will give, quote, little trans kids and trans teens something to look at and know they exist. Um, this Zoe person identifies as, quote, non-binary, which is no such thing, trans-masculine, no such thing, and uses they, them pronouns. Um, this is just, I, I mean, didn't Bob Iger go back to, to Disney? I, the, the dude who, who, who helped them take over and, um, he did. And I don't know if the, I know the show is definitely, it was, uh, conceived and launched before he took over. So I don't know if this is something that's going to continue or if they're going to ax it. I don't know. Because if this is his idea of turning Disney around, the dude who brought Disney Pixar and made some of the most, you know, and uh, uh, some of the most monumentally smart decisions ever for Disney, this is pretty dang dumb. Okay, because what is the issue that people have with Disney? Why is their stock plummeted? Why is it worth so much less? Because people are sick of this wokeness and what is supposed to be family content. And in particular, when you're targeting little kids, you don't need to show seven year old kids what trans kids look like. I know firsthand what it feels like to be a little girl thinking I was a boy trapped in a girl's uh, body. Right. I didn't need anybody to show me that in a Disney movie. And I'm glad they didn't because I was able to work through it on my own, going through puberty without anybody pushing me. And I certainly, and we also don't need little seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds or three-year-olds or four-year-olds to be recruited into it, right? I think as trans people growing up, I didn't see myself anywhere that Zoe Taraka says. So I didn't really know that I existed and especially not in a superhero show or movie. Look, I knew I existed. I knew I existed. I knew I wasn't a figment of my imagination. When I looked in the mirror, I saw somebody, I saw a reflection looking back at me. What is this? I didn't know I existed. That's stupid. I think I just feel deeply grateful and moved that little trans kids and trans teens have something to look at and to know they exist and to know they can have superpowers. And that's where we belong. What? So now you get now on top of it, the, the message to every kid is they have superpowers. Really? I didn't have any superpowers. Well, even if you want to push superpowers, like I said, I'm a big into comic books. How about you just put out good quality characters regardless of who who they are, man, man, woman. It, it shouldn't matter. Kids are going to gleam onto the ones that they look up to. There is male and there is female. That is it. This is an not attempt. a third option. This is no, there's really not. And this is just what we've said many times. This is about the, the transformation of America. This is about trying to exploit the minds of little children and mold them into it. This is and, and going back to what Bill Maher said, this is not science. All right. This is certainly not medical science. If Iger is listening, hey, this is a decision that needs to be correct. And, and, and these are little kids that uh, there was somebody I read the other day that that and some Democrat who was saying uh, that 13 year olds shouldn't be able to do something. And I can't remember what it was. Um, but yet we've got three year olds that get get to tell mommy, you know, oh, you know, I, I'm a boy. And then, you know, they get put on puberty blockers. I mean, this is this is crazy. Um, the star added, we don't just belong in trauma stories on the fringes dying and things, you know, what, where's all these stories and the movies been with trans people on the fringe dying? That's, that's, have you heard about these stories? No, but I don't follow the comic books stories or any of these kinds of movies. Um, Disney, uh, according to the article has experienced intense criticism for promoting transgenderism, uh-huh, and gender nonconformity. 
Um, but they continue to come out with the with the same content. Right. Under then-Disney CEO Bob Chapek, the company dedicated itself to radical LBGTQ activism. Yeah, and it's supposed to be correcting itself because it's not selling. This Buick ain't moving off the, off the lot, man. You go woke and you go broke. Nobody's wanting to buy that Buick. It stinks. Does Buick even exist anymore? Is Buick still? I think so. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. All right, we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, and then we've got more to share with you guys when we come back. Speaking of Florida, there's actually really good news coming out of Florida that we got to share with you guys. Pew, pew. There's a little pew, pew, pew. That's a little hint. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Hey, I forgot to, to, to remind you guys that if you need any uh, kind of gear to wear to work, if you've got uh, some hardworking people in your family, like in mine that work construction, I think pretty much everybody in my family in one way or another works construction. They love them some Carhartt construction pants and gear. You need to go to Iron Mountain Outfitters. See my girl PJ. She'll hook you up. Go, you don't, you know, if you got a man or family member that doesn't like to shop, PJ. PJ will do it for you. Just go in there, tell her who you're looking for, tell her what they need, whether it's pants, shirts, hats, uh, if you need some cold weather gear, um, go to Iron Mountain Outfitters, super high quality, reasonable prices, less expensive than the internet, great return policy, and you get to hang out with the coolest dog on the planet, Dapper say, Dan. Give Dapper Dan a hug. I know. I need to go see me, Dapper Dan. I was going to go in over the weekend, then I was scared I had the Rona. I didn't know what I had. Um, I've tested myself twice just to be sure. So, no, I'm absolutely not sick. And um, I still plan to go to Julian uh, this coming weekend. 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside and tell them AK sent you. They also have tons of accessories as well, like Anza knives, handcrafted knives, amazing luggage and gear. They've got Filson Browning, just so much cool gear, amazing stuff there. And everybody that I've sent there has just fallen in love with it. So uh, you're welcome. All right. um, Speaking of your welcome, that's what DeSantis should be saying, or Florida anyway. Um, They are pushing a bill to become the 26th permitless carry state, which would mean uh, that uh, you would have it would allow qualified individuals to carry concealed firearms without first obtaining a permit. That's actually that's freedom. Right. I mean, we think. That we've got freedom in some states. We still think like Second Amendment that we've no, got that freedom. That's what freedom looks like. That's what freedom looks like, where, you, where you've where you got the right to conceal and carry and you don't even have to get permission. Because think about what does a permit mean? It means get permission, right? It's called, the bill is called the Conceal Carry of Weapons and Firearms Without a License. It was introduced Monday with 14 House sponsors. Uh, the State House Constitutional Rights, Rule of Law, and Government Operations Subcommittee is set to hear the bill on Feb- February 7th. So just coming up. Uh, Florida House Speaker Paul Renner supports the bill, which he says, quote, respects Floridians' right to bear arms and ensures that those who are eligible to own a gun do not need additional permission from the government to carry it. So what does it mean to be qualified? It would allow any person who's qualified to obtain uh, a concealed carry license without a um, a concealed carry uh, carry. Obtain a concealed carry license to carry a concealed firearm without obtaining a license. What? This means that any person over 21, let me make sure I get it right, 
who as a law-abiding adult would be able to carry without asking for government permission. It would still prohibit firearms from being carried in, carried in schools and similar facilities. Um, but this, is, this would be great news. Freedom. That's what this would mean. That's what this means. And contrast this between um, the guy who was saying that the, Ty- Tyrese Nich- the, the solution to Tyrese Nichols being beaten to death by five black cops was investing in, po- in, in climate. What? Uh, that's, that's his solution to making the streets safer for people, invest in climate? No. How about people be able to, to defend themselves with their firearms? And none of which has anything to do with, Ty- with Tyree Nichols, by the way. That was not an issue of safety on the streets. That was an issue of a young man beaten to death by cops who shouldn't have been beaten to death by cops, right? doesn't have anything to do with safety on the streets. True safety on the streets for us Americans would be for us to defend ourselves. I still haven't gotten over the Democrats after the Aurora um, shooting in the movie theater where the Democrats in Colorado said women should use their bodily fluids to defend themselves. Now, I've known some men that couldn't stand to kiss a woman with lipstick on, but I don't think that's what they meant, by the way. <laughs> Skins would chime in, but he's munching on some fries that somebody came that somebody brought him in. I have some here myself. I got to live up to the name. Yeah, these are absolutely delish. These are absolutely delicious fries. You know what would be really good? Who loves chili cheese on their fries? Oh, most definitely. 100%. I know, right? In fact, I'm going to save the rest of mine because I got some chili at home. I'm going to heat That's eat called it. winning. Hashtag winning. I love me some fries. All right, I'm going to see. Read a few comments here on the Facebook live stream. Back to money. Edwards said, didn't a politician take some money out at 55 uh, five from Social Security? I'm not sure I heard about that story. I'm going to have to Google out. Uh, yeah, says, I cannot get my full Social Security payout until age 70. The difference is about six to 700 bucks a month. Yeah, and see, that's something else. It's like you could, you pay your whole life into Social Security. You don't get interest on it. They dictate to you when you get your money out. It's not, it's not dollar for dollar for what you put in. It's really not, you know, I, I guess at the time the idea was there were so many seniors that hadn't, didn't have pensions from the companies they worked for because that was back at a time when people would come out of high school uh, and go work for the phone company or whatever for 50 years and then retire with a pension. But if you didn't have that pension, then a lot of, a lot of Americans just had no way to support themselves in their retirement. But, you know, I don't think this is, this is necessarily the, the end-all be-all. Um, Edward also said... That at one point that he couldn't comment on the Facebook live stream. Well, that's not us, Edward. If you're having trouble. That's Facebook. Yeah. He says, I tried to comment a few times previously. That's on Facebook, my dear. That's not us. We don't, we're not really, we, we don't do any kind of censoring here. We close out the show. I have a, a movie that's actually funnier in my eyes than my cousin Vinny. Okay. Uh, do you want to give me a hint? Oh, I'm just going to flat out tell you. Okay. Tell me. The 1987 classic, yes, it is a classic, The Princess Bride. I've only seen parts of that movie. Oh, you've never seen the whole I've thing, I've never huh? seen the whole thing because that's how unfunny I think it is. Oh, AK, you're hurting my heart. All right, Facebook, 888-344-1170. Who thinks The Princess Bride is funnier than my cousin Vinny? I just don't know. I, uh, uh, 
And first of all, the problem with the Princess Bride is is that it's got like these really weird like gnome characters. I mean, it's not. It's like a fantasy kind of thing. How can that be still funny? A comedy? How is that still a comedy? It's a comedy. Even the even Kevin down the hall says comedy. I asked Kevin earlier what was the funniest movie that that he thinks that, and he did not say the Princess Bride. No, well, he's agreeing down the hall. I don't. I, Tell him to come and tell him to come and show his face. If he's gonna, if he's gonna agree that my prince, that the princess bride is funnier than my cousin Vinny, I don't think he's got the time. It's one minute. All right. Well, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna calm myself down here and ease my blood pressure by reading an email from my friend Mo, who says, "Haley, hell no. I'm not sure who will be able to fix this mess. My money is still on President Trump. What's with this Gates saying he's not sure about voting against uh, the Somalian chick getting thrown off committees? You can't throw her far enough for me. What's wrong with him? Um, that's a great question. I didn't get into that story tonight. Yeah. Why is Matt Gates suddenly getting squeamish about kicking Ilhan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee? What's he worried about? She literally tried to raise money for a terrorist organization who was a front group for Hamas. She literally married her brother in an immigration fraud scheme. She's not anybody that should be on the taxpayer's dime at all, let alone in Congress. Come on, Matt Gates. Come on. That's worse than saying Princess Bride is funnier than my cousin Vinny. It's an opinion. Well, it is an opinion, but it's just not a good one. <laughs> And you and the problem is you're knocking it, Billy Crystal, one of the kings of comedy. Look, Billy Crystal hosting the Oscars, that was comedy gold. Who remembers Billy Crystal when he hosted the Oscars? I do. Oh, City Slickers, that's another great comedy. It is a good one. City Slickers was good. Somebody mentioned on Facebook Live, The Great Outdoors with John Candy, another cute movie. Another, and so was Stripes, another favorite of mine. All right, we could talk comedy all night long, but we're out of time here, so we will see you all tomorrow night, six p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Come- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.